Hello everyone and welcome to Queers at Play Season 3, Episode 6. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Ruben and I'm joined as always by Graham. Hello. And Mark. Hi. So, it's it's been heavy on the old news the last couple of weeks now, hasn't it? Um, but It's been heavy on the Jeff Keighley. Oh, <laughs> Uh, one and a half is too heavy on Jeff Keighley. <laughs> I feel we're going to be heavy on Jeff Keighley. Uh, yeah. Um, but might as well start there then. Gamescom 2022 opening night live, um, which inexplicably now has awards. Apparently. I think they've sure, done. Why not? I think they've done these kind of things before, and they've always been like really bizarre awards. Like pointless, and I didn't understand what the nominees were for. I didn't understand what the winners were for. It's just weird. Yeah, agreed. And the the moment, the moment, the moment Jeff said, "Oh, the the first ever Gamescom Awards," I was like, "You already have the Game Awards, you prick!" Like, stop it. Um, but like me, me and Mark streamed this. And kind of gave we live, did. it was good fun. Gave live reactions, um, and I took a sip of my cider every time it said world premiere. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> um, I got through like a bottle and a half of cider, like the big, like the fairly big bottles, you know, the like uh, Copperberg size yeah. bottles. Um, but I've reflected on opening night live since, and it's a very mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some good bits there was some dull bits there was some pointless bits that didn't need to be there Kojima podcast um, yep. I put that under the what the fuck category <laughs> yes. yeah along with the space station international space station having a small segment for some oh, reason oh I forgot about that I completely forgot about that and, and them announcing a car yeah, and the and the Pokemon car, um, which you, you've watched it, haven't you, Graham? Yeah. The the rationalisation that that oh, was spokesperson so from Mini, it was it so was, like it's the most tenuous links they could have possibly made. Absolute nonsense. It didn't even like if you're going to make a Pokemon car, at least make it like look like a recognisable Pokemon. Or style it like a recognisable Pokemon, surely. Or otherwise, what's the point? You're missing a trick. Or even just have like subtle points in the paintwork that link it to Pokemon. Put a Pokemon otherwise, on it the just wheel, looks like the a rims mini. of the wheel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Pikachu's head in the rims of the uh, like. Or... or even the rims could just be like, like painted like a Pokeball. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or I don't know. There's just. It just, it felt like a stretch. And I think they know it was a stretch. Um, but it, this is what we've come to expect, really, from Jeff's output. Um, I mean, as, as, as Mia Mark said at the time, like, he had Dwayne The Rock Johnson on to promote a film during summer games fest so this isn't this isn't new for jeff oh and don't forget all of the energy drink promos yeah the, my yeah the the red bull promos throughout gamescom as well i forgot i'm sure that. i guess they've got to make money so advertising is going to play a small part but still a bit odd it it was just a really odd thing in general i thought gamescom um and also jeff had just had to tell us that the the date of game awards but of course he could not which was help himself 8th of december if i remember correctly so you paid more attention than i did then uh, no it's just (laughs) that like there are certain things that where they just dig into my head to do with this man which i would really rather they didn't like kojima podcast like one of the things I've like a lot of the things I've looked through the uh, since because it's been about a week or so since opening night live. I've looked through the things that were announced 
and most of them I've forgotten. I remember the Kojima podcast. It's just because it's like it's verging on parody. I mean, it's not even verging. It is parody now. How often he rolls that man out? Every time. That's because they're besties. It's a little bit like when I guessed on your streams, Ruben. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just. But what makes it funny, though, is if Kojima genuinely had something interesting to announce, then I think it would be all right. But every time he gets them on, it's for some nonsense reason. It just makes no He's sense. He's announcing an announcement or announcing a podcast, but yeah. never actually revealing a game. Yeah. Could you... last time wasn't it? Was it not on on game uh, summer game fest when he or was it at uh, uh, last year's game awards where he came on to announce that he was working on more games? Like, okay, I know we kind of presumed you were. You hadn't retired. <laughs> he he's like he's like James Corden. You know how you're like James Corden must have something on some bigwigs in Hollywood in order to get all these parts. It's like Kojima must have something on Jeff in order to get shoehorned into all of these shows every time. No, I think it's the other way around. I I think Jeff has this need to be in with people, so he kind of gives Kojima this opportunity. Like I don't I don't think it's Kojima having something over Jeff. I, I I think I agree with Mark. I I I, def, I definitely can see a Keely to Corden pipeline there. <laughs> I can definitely Keely to Corden pipeline. <laughs> I can definitely see it. It's not a sentence I ever expected. Well, um, Graham brought Corden into this. It wasn't me. This is this I know. Is true. I feel bad already. Uh, we've been we've we've been talking for seven minutes. And we haven't actually talked about any of the games. It's going well. Do you know what? I'm sure you could uh, rattle off a bunch of these games and we'll never remember what they even were. So should we just pick hey, out a I've couple... given you really I've given you really handy notes. I mean, should we just pick out like the ones that we like the look of and just do it that way? That would mean Yeah, it. yeah. So the podcast's gonna be five minutes this week. <laughs> <laughs> well well no like um, I I know there's at least four on this list that Ruben would like to talk about. At least four, if not more. Uh, Why I mean, one with... in a not one in a not positive way, but yes, I think you're right. There is four. Oh, all of mine were positive. So so I'm thinking there must be a a fifth one that you don't want to talk about in a positive way. I I'm really interested to know what four games you want. You th- you think I'm interested in? Okay, okay. Um, so, oh, maybe it was only three. So, Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, obviously. Moonbreaker. Yeah. Friends v Friends. Yeah. Lies of P. Okay. Yeah, there is four. Yes. Well done. Um, anyway, shall we, <laughs> shall we shall we go through our list from the top then? Um, so, Sonic Frontiers, Ruben. Given that was the first one that I point that I that I came up with that you would want to talk about. Why was this not the? Why why did they not? Sh- why did Sega just not show it previously and show this trailer as the first trailer? I don't know because this was a trailer that made it look like a game people would actually want to play. Yeah, I think it looked really good, and the last trailer looked a bit. I mean, I wasn't as down on the last Sonic Frontiers trailer as a lot of people, but I was looking at it going, "This game is due out this year. There are severe technical issues with this game in this trailer," um, and like that means, like I know how game trailers are put together from working in a publisher, so. That would have been the best possible footage they could get made up that trailer. Yeah, I think I think the, the difference is, though, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, but it felt like what they showed off originally in like the previous trailers was actual in-game footage, whereas a lot of this trailer seemed to be more pre-rendered. And that might be what helped this one look a lot better. Possibly, and the focus on story is always going to make a tra- yeah. is always going to make a trailer look a little bit more dramatic and interesting. Anyway, 
Um, and it was very it was very quick shots of like lots of action bits rather than just one long section of somebody playing a game. Mm. But yeah, I thought like the little nods to previous uh, zones from the Sonic franchise look quite good. They've shown that there is a lot more variety in the in the environments that you're exploring, which is good. Like I think, I think people, I think they showed off like the first level, and people were like, "Well, this looks shit." Well, yeah, well, a lot of first levels in games always look very basic. Mm. Yeah, either that or they peak early, and then the rest of the levels yeah. after the first level are shit. Um, uh, uh, ukulele, um, but. Um, yeah, I mean it 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 looks really really good and I'm now in a very sort of pained scenario because it's coming out in November. It's a which, terrible th- launch date. And I think it's just before Pokemon, isn't it? It's the day before God of War and the week before Pokemon. Oh yeah, I don't Ooh, I don't That's I don't... a That's a tough that's a tough week to release. Yeah, because I couldn't give a fuck about God of War, but like I am definitely getting Pokemon. Um so, gives me a week to do Sonic Frontiers seems a bit unlikely. But who knows? Yeah, but a really good showing, really good showing of that game. If I'm honest, I was very, very happy to see a release date for Return to Monkey Island, and it's in like three weeks' time. Yeah, I was surprised it was so soon, actually, but. Very excited for this. So you on board with both bulked at the at the release date? Are you on board with the art style then? Because I know a lot of angry internet babies moaned about that. Yeah, well, that's angry internet babies for you, isn't it? Yep. Like the series has lurched between like two or three different art styles as it is, so they want to try a different art style. It's fine. I think it looks great. And also the art style it's they've a, gone it's... for is kind of is a timeless one. Like I can I can imagine looking back on Return to Monkey Island in the same way that a lot of people look back on, say, Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've gone for such a stylized and such a fully realized art style that it's gonna it's gonna age really well. Yeah. And the thing is the first two games were, you know, pixel I mean they weren't they're what you would now call, you know, pixel art games. They weren't pixel art games at the time. They were just, that's just what art looked like. But so, you know, that's, a, just that's a style that's very much in, <laughs> in fashion. Um, and even uh, The Curse of Monkey Island, which had like 2D hand-drawn animation, but looked more like a cartoon, is, you know, also another art style that I think has aged pretty well. Yeah. I think people need um, to stop getting so angry about changing art styles because, yeah. like, like look at so many Nintendo games. Like, they change art style from literally from game to game. Why aren't we used to this happening by now? Why do we have to cause such outrage every single time? Because people I think... get in their... People really get stuck in their sort of I like this one yeah. sort of mentality. People, people think they want what they want, but it's not actually true because when we get given something new and unique that we never really realised we wanted in the first place, then it's great. Yeah, I mean, everyone wanted a dark, realistic Zelda after Wind Waker, and then we got Twilight Princess, but, like, art stuff, like, Wind Waker has aged a hell of a lot better. Oh, absolutely. In terms of Definitely. And nobody wanted Wind Waker when it was first released, and it turned out amazingly. And the, and the thing is, with the, with the whole Zelda cycle thing, people ended up turning on um, Twilight Princess because it went back to realistic visuals yeah. instead of instead of the cell shaded. So it's it's just it's just absurd. And then obviously there was Skyward Sword after that, which was then turned on again, um, which was somewhere in between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the weird. Which I think as a, I I can see that because I think on the Wii that art style. It kind of was a bit of a. It needed to. It needed to be. Mess. It needed to be HD Skyward Sword. Yeah, it always yeah. did. Yeah, it yeah. did. 
that art style was just a bit blurry on the SD Wii, but mm-hmm. showed, you know, upscaled on the Switch port and it looks great. Mm. I think it does anyway. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking <laughs> about Monkey, Monkey Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a segue. <laughs> so the se- I think is that the second or third descent into gamers and babies we've gone into on this episode alone. <laughs> There's never enough descents into that. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Is there anything that struck you, Graham, from opening that life? In terms of things that I really loved, um, the main one that I liked was oh, what the fuck's it called now? Oh, where winds meet. I just thought oh, that looked really ninja special. Ninja Samurai one. Yeah, the Samurai, yeah. samurai one. Um, I think, is it Japanese? Was it Japanese or Chinese? Um, I I've written Japanese here, but I actually... Yeah, I can't quite remember. <laughs> it was very like Ghost of Tsushima, but... Yeah. I think it might be Chinese. That's kind of why I wrote... Yeah, that's why I wrote Japanese, because it made me think of Ghost of Tsushima, but you're right, it could be Chinese. Yeah, it was just a really cool style i think the gameplay looked amazing and I, I don't know why and maybe there is another game out there but i don't know why another game hasn't let you run on water before that seemed like really new to me um but it just looks really really cool i love the style of it it did look gorgeous and also uh, once again really stylized exactly and that's what i needed in amongst because this happens with Jeff shows one game blurs into another in terms of how they look and stuff like that. So it's nice to... Oh, I, I agree. This was very spacey. Which... It was very spacey, but uh, usually it's very generic first-person shooter, so at least it's moved away from that. Well, there I was mean, a first-person yeah. shooter in there, and the most irritating one that's possibly ever going to exist... Oh, that that's one the from... one I've got really negative things to say about. Is that... Um... <laughs> The Rick and Morty game. What's it Uh, called? High on life. High on life. Every fucking thing I see from that game makes me despise it more. Me too. Absolutely me too. It does look irritating as fuck. Imagine having to like replay a boss battle listening to the same irritating quips from your gun over and over. Awful. I think it's quite an interesting idea to have the guns as the characters in the game but do they have to make them so fucking annoying i mean if you want weapons that are characters just play boyfriend dungeon there we go <laughs> never an opportunity fair, for you not to say that fair and then you do, and then you don't have to deal with um justin roiland's like one fucking voice acting voice he has um I mean, that's, uh, obviously, that's a complete over-exaggeration. I'm aware that Justin Roiland is actually quite a talented voice actor. But that voice he does, the one he uses for Morty and the one he uses for that fucking gun, most it's it's nails on a chalkboard for me, that voice. Mm, just can't, same. Cannot, cannot abide it. Um, and do you know what? Do you know what I'll be annoyed about? Is if that game actually turns out to be really good. And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> can you imagine? I kind of want to play it, but can I actually endure this? Can I turn off the gun? Yeah, can I turn off the gun? This was like um, Immortals. Immortals Phoenix Rising maybe, was maybe, probably. A... Yeah, maybe you can turn the voice, like the voice audio down and just turn on uh, subtitles. Hopefully. Or just turn off subtitles. I'll work it out. <laughs> just. See, I, I, I'm someone that, that's quite happy to sit through it an episode of Rick and Morty, I don't mind it, but that looks like that would get grating with so quickly. Mm. And, uh, I mean, to their credit, the people, there, there are people, like, out defending it, etc., so there's clearly people that, the, the, the target audience for this game is clearly being catered to in its trailers. Is what Which I'm is saying. fine. If they like it, it's fine. Yeah. It, like, that, that's, that's for them. Yeah. Do what do what you want, play what you want. Um, but yeah, I've I I've never been so put off a game by its trailers. Same. And I've not seen a single trailer of it that would make me want to play it. Even the reveal trailer, which was which was Summer Games Fest, wasn't it? Um Yes. When I when I saw it, I was like, this looks irritating as fuck. And everything I've seen since is just like, well, not been proven wrong right. yet. <laughs> um 
yeah oh that fucking game um as a, although we've got a lot of negative things to say about it one one thing i do want to say is at least it's uh got an art style that works like it it doesn't look like generic first person shooter at mm. least it's it's got something about it visually that makes it stand out stop mm. saying positive things about this awful game I well, I had to. I felt like I had to be the voice of reason <laughs> to some degree. No, you're probably right. Mm. I mean, it's got an interesting visual style. Uh, I, <laughs> I like your. I like your. Hmm. I, I don't think it's a good visual style, but it does have an interesting visual style. Yeah, okay. I, d- distinctive, I think, was what I meant. Yeah, was what I was going for. Distinctive. It doesn't look like anything else. And take from that what you will. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I can kind of breeze over the other ones that I was kind of interested in because, like, Moonbreaker, I don't think I'm going to buy it, but it's just an interesting concept. The whole idea of a tabletop miniatures game, but digital. Um, mm-hmm. Because I can't paint figurines for shit. Um, I do not have the dexterity nor the patience. Um, so to be able to digitally kind of paint miniatures and then play in little games with them. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun to me. Um, Friends versus Friends, Fairy Card Shooter. That's all I really need to say about that because that's just me pretty well catered for, to be honest. And Liza P, because... We all like Liza P. Yeah, Twink Pinocchio Bloodborne. It's the most bizarre combination of two different things that you could almost think of. What's with all the Pinocchio love this year? There's a movie as well. There's two movies, actually. Jesus. Two different... Disney are doing a live-action remake of their classic animated film, and then some other studio is also doing a live-action Pinocchio film. But, uh, but right. there aren't... Is the other one darker, I think, was the... Possib- possibly, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm probably going to see the live-action one. Um, if only because I kind of like Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks is Geppetto I do kind of like the I generally like Tom Hanks it's quite, it's quite cute isn't it yeah mm. and also they've, they've Honest John they've done they've done something very furry to Honest John um, like furry Twitter is all over that character the flavour <laughs> of the week apparently um but back to the point, Liza P. Um, very much my sort of game. Gothic, foreboding, looks like it's going to be decently challenging. Is it yeah. definitely a Souls type game? It I mean, we know really it just it does looks like it. It looks, it's, it I think it's because it looks be. so Bloodborne that we're all thinking it. But I mean, yeah. I love the style of Bloodborne, but I'm not big on Souls games. But if it was just an, a proper just action game, I would absolutely be into it. If it's a Souls game, I'd probably less so, but. Still looks great, anyway. It is. It is a day one Game Pass game, mm-hmm. though. So yeah, so I can give it a shot, regardless. Yeah, definitely. I just love games that are different styles. I'm so sick of seeing games that all look the same. Post-apocalyptic open world, boring shite. It's just nice to see something that looks a little bit different. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, overall was was all right opening night live enjoyable enough to watch yeah Yeah. i'm not sure i would say enjoyable enough to watch i mean it was two hours and it was the look of the um the the park beyond theme parks yes i did i like that too it reminded me of planet coaster it reminded, yeah, I I found Planet Coaster far too fiddly, and this looked like a like a level of simplification beyond Planet mm. Coaster. Yeah, that I I hope makes it a little bit more approachable. Um, but yeah, I really I really enjoyed the sort of more classic theme park and roller coaster tycoon, which were simpler by virtue of them being like 20 plus years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping this has a, a similar level of simplicity with hidden depth rather than just being really complicated right from the bat. Yeah. 
No, it did. It did look. But from what we, from what we saw from the trailer, it does look at least like creating roller coasters and things is quite simple. Drag and drop and stretching and lifting, and hopefully that is similar across the rest of the game. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. It feels like a game pass, a thick game passy type game that I would wait for though. But I would look. I would definitely play it. Yeah, I would hope it comes to Game Pass. That would be quite good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the only other things that really kind of like the look of were... Uh, so the reveal trailer for the villains for Gotham Knights. So Mr. Freeze, Clayface and Harlequin. I'm still not sold on that game. I must admit. Not yet? No, neither um, am I. There's a lot of these superhero ones coming out within the next wee mm. while and I, I, they're, they're one all kind of merging into one and two I don't think any of them are standing out I just I just keep finding when it like all of the character trailers they've released I know this is this is this is loosely based on Arkham and it's following on from Arkham um, but the gameplay doesn't look as fluid or as dynamic as Arkham. It looks Especially like, like slow. Red Hood. Yeah, it's a bit slow and chunky. Um, and also, have it'd be interesting to see because obviously it's it's the same developers behind Arkham Origins rather than Rocksteady. Ah, uh, yeah, and I didn't mind Arkham Origins. I um, I thought the story was a bit hackney, and then again, I find Batman to be that way anyway generally speaking, in its writing. Um, but I did like the villain choices in Arkham Origins because it was kind of like the lesser-known um, kind of off-the-beaten-track villains. And I f- B-list B, B villains. Yeah, and I find those far more interesting. I mean, Batman has some fucking weird villains in the comics. I mean, yeah. like the Mad Hatter, for instance, who's just obsessed with Alice in Wonderland, is just a bizarre fucking concept, um, and appeared very briefly in Arkham City, I think. Um, Mad Hatter. Yeah, I think he was referenced in a couple of the earlier ones. One of the earlier ones. Mm. Um, and um, Calendar Man, is it? Yeah, Calendar Man. That's the other bizarre one. <laughs> like. DC has some wild just villains. obsessed with dates mm. um, and that's why I liked Origins because it was the it was the B-list villains like Copperhead and stuff like that so I found it far more interesting um, but yeah I'm not sold on Gotham Knights yet and also what's with not showing us Nightwing's ass during that trailer it's the only thing I wanted from that trailer. Wheel out the ass, please. Yeah. Give us what we maybe want. That, maybe, maybe they're holding that back to make you buy the game. That's that's two I... podcasts in a row we've mentioned this. I feel that we should keep going until the end now. <laughs> Every podcast we just mention his ass. <laughs> oh, don't. I will. I will mention <laughs> Nightwing's ass at every occasion. Um, yeah, it's... Like, I, I like the villains they've chosen... I mean, Mr. Freeze, Clayface, and Harley Quinn is an interesting trio. Um, I'm wondering whether there is another villain behind everything. You'd think, wouldn't you? Like, if not the Joker, because I know this is in the same continuity as the Arkham games, and in theory the Joker is dead, but A, this is a comic book-based adaptation, so... You know, they bring people back to life all the time. But there could be, you know, a Riddler behind it or the Penguin. or I can't remember which of the villains are still alive in this universe. But I feel like there will be some twist where there's some other villain behind all this, right? Yeah, I mean, Penguin and Riddler are both alive in Arkham at this point in the story. The fact I remember that is just insane. But yeah, <laughs> um, I think they were both they were both caught and incarcerated, but not killed. Only joker i think has actually died in arkham bring, um, bring yeah I, bring back killer croc I as well sorry bring back killer croc as well fuck it <laughs> why not yeah, why not 
Uh, but yeah, was was there anything else from Gamescom opening night live? I can't even say that. Did did anyone but, uh, did anyone care about Dead Islands too? Given it was the big final reveal, not my no. kind of game at all. But anybody else interested? I mean, I I was kind of surprised that it was actually still happening, <laughs> but that was about it. Mm. It's like eight years, wasn't it? It was in development. Yeah, for... something like that. Nearly as long as Duke Nukem Forever. Look how that turned out. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Duke Nukem Forever turned out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly what they were intending. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, one thing you can say, I mean, I'm about to give a very rare compliment for Jeff Keighley, so anyone who's listening may Oh, my God. But it had something for everyone, opening night live. That is true. There was at least one game that I think anybody who plays games regularly would go be like, oh, this looks interesting. Mm. Whether it was Sonic or Goat Simulator or, you know, Warhammer, Homeworld. You know, there was a game across most... Bet, you know most genres and art styles across that that spectrum. Mm. So yeah, moving out two. I like moving out two. That looks quite good fun as well. I chaotic cooperative games like that. I I need to be with the right person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, me and me and Gav playing um, the cooking one. I can see that ending in bloodshed. It, I'll be it, honest. It did not end very well, no. Um, I can't. What was it? What's it even called? I keep forgetting. His overcooked. Name. Thank overcooked. you. Yeah, overcooked. We had this, we had this when we were when we were live streaming. Neither yes. of us could remember what it was called. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, I need to be with the right person for co-op games like that. I think. Um, but yeah, I yeah. I agree. I mean, it does look fun, regardless. So, that was opening night live. We had things to say. So, on to some other... Or selected highlights from opening Yes. (laughs) Fuck's sake. (laughs) Opening night live. I still can't say it. We couldn't possibly went through all of that. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have the time. We don't have the time, and we also don't care enough about... No. Um... But in other news, there's been some there's been some other little bits of news that have been um, flown around the game sphere. Firstly, and I actually really like this news: Alloy getting pride a- uh, Aloy, sorry, pronounce that right, um, getting pride face paint in um, Forbidden West. Yeah, it's cute. I love this. I one, it's cute, and two, it's going to piss off exactly the sort of people that I love being annoyed about things. It will piss off the exact sort of people that didn't like Aloy to begin with because she's a woman that yeah. doesn't. This is exactly what I said to Ruben, I think, when, yeah. I, when I brought this up, was this is going to piss off the people that are already pissed off because Aloy isn't feminine enough or isn't pretty enough or is not or is too athletic or is, you know, yeah. all of the things that these idiots like to spout out about why this is a terrible game. Yeah. Whereas actually they're just misogynistic cunts. I swear to God, I hope they give like Kratos a pride face paint or something like that. Oh, just get the most manliest possible character. Chuck a pride flag give on him a pro- and watch give them. Give him a progress pride version of Oh, Max. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God, that'd be br- I would love that. That'd be brilliant. And I could um, see Santa Monica doing that as well. They're the sort of studio that I think would happily do that. Have the sun come out as gay and have Kratos... Oh, yes. I sw- if yes. Atreus is gay, please let that happen. That will be oh, amazing. That would be beautiful. That'll, that will make like, my year. I would be I would be able to fill fucking like, tanks of tears with that. That would be brilliant. Oh, that would just be um, a fun day on social media watching the meltdown. It would be. Oh. I've now kind of willed something that I don't think is going to happen. I really do want it to happen. <laughs> We're going. There needs to be a campaign. Give Atreus a boyfriend. Atreus is gay. Make Atreus gay. <laughs> or, or non-binary. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that would annoy them even more. 
Why not both? <laughs> Just make it or everything. Yeah. Oh, upsetting these people gives me way too much energy. I really should not rely on that for my energy levels. Oh, um, because if a tray if a tray is was non-binary as well, there'll be so much more outrage because Kratos calls him boy. So they could be like, they called him boy. How's he now non-binary? It would just be perfect. Yeah. And Kratos just coming up with a new, like, child or something instead. Child. To be, to, to be not, to be, to, to, to be respectful of Atreus's, yeah. um, just, uh, well, realisation about themselves. I'll oh, be so disappointed if this doesn't happen then. Start calling Atreus, you wee cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't actually track too incorrectly for Kratos, let's be fair. Um, so the next bit, the, 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 the next little bit of news um, is that Portal 2 ends nearly 10 years of Xbox 360 games on Games of Gold. Let's pour one out for the Xbox 360 games, but it's a good game to end on. I, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, admittedly, like nearly what twelve years on, who hasn't played it? But it's still a great game to end on. I hate to admit that I've not. You've now, not played it. I've, I've played, played a bit. Ruben. I played a bit of it, but I found it too difficult. Oh. I wasn't clever enough. It's so good. It's so good. I can't believe you've not played it. I tell you what, Mark. You and I can play Portal Two together. It's a co-op okay. game. And that way, well, there is a co-op mode in it, but the actual story mode is a completely separate mode from the co-op mode. Can't I just play through the co-op mode? <laughs> and the the co-op mode is a lot more difficult than the normal mode as well. But I'll have you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a shame to see the Xbox 360 games go from games with gold because I've, I'm quite new to the Xbox kind of infrastructure. So I was actually building Same. quite a nice library um, of Xbox 360 games. So they, They've cited it's because they've basically run out of games, but I think they should just cycle through again. Like, give it all the people that have missed the opportunity to get some of these games, bring them back again. Aren't a lot of them just on yeah. Game Pass anyway? Could they not just put them there? Yeah, some of them are, I'd imagine, but it's the ones that are licensed from third-party developers, probably, that are yeah, I guess. the more difficult ones. I mean, the good thing is the Xbox has a lot of retro sales quite often. Yeah. Um, because I never played... Because I... As I say, I'm late to the Xbox. Info, um, ecosystem, that's the word I was looking for, not infrastructure. Um, so I miss Blue Dragon, which is a game that I know I'll love um, once I get round to it. And I just found it in an Xbox sale for like £2.50. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, I've now got it on my Xbox, waiting for me to have time to play it. But um, it is a shame. But it, as you say, Mark, it's a really good game to go out on. Yeah. Um, piece of news now that I'm a bit more... I'm mixed. I'm very mixed on. Netflix making Bioshock and Horizon adaptations. Yeah. I'm not sure Loving making... There's such a wave of making TV shows and vid- movies based on games, and I just don't think it often goes down very well because I don't think really games have that great stories to translate that well. There's some exceptions, obviously, but Bioshock is certainly one that probably will, um, and Horizon will look amazing visually, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, although Horizon is being done by the, the guy behind... Um... Uh, the Umbrella Academy, which is great. I love the Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. so I can see that. I can see that working potentially. I mean, I'm hold. I- I'm not gonna like cast them aside without giving them a fair shake because, like, Bioshock, as Graham hinted at, Bioshock's story I can imagine translating very well into an adaptation. And I'd love to see yes. how they build Rapture, how Rapture looks, and the weird characters in Rapture and all that kind of stuff. I think that'd be mm. cool. Assuming it is Rapture and um, Columbia. Especially if they lean into like the, the, the horror elements of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've just hinted at something there, Graham, that I didn't even think of. It could be Columbia instead of Rapture. And I hope it isn't. 
Only because I, I didn't if, wake I, into I it. I think if they're gonna go with a, I think if they're gonna go with a Bioshock game, they'll go with the more iconic Rapture. I would hope so. At least initially. Maybe they'll but do they both. They could also lean into the whole, yeah. the whole multiverse thing and like end up at different, different realities and different locations. Maybe like if this is something that ends up being successful and running for like four or five seasons or three, as you tend to get on Netflix. Was it confirmed that they're TV shows though? So and not just and not movies. Oh, um, actually, maybe Bioshock was going to be a movie. Horizon is going to be a TV series. Right. Maybe Bioshock was a movie. Mm. Oh, telling Bioshock. Oh yes, Bioshock is Bioshock a live action feature film? So uh, yeah, I think if you're going to if you're going to turn Bioshock into a feature film, it's going to be based on Rapture because it's it what, it's what most people know. Yeah, I think. But how to do that story though? In a movie. I wonder if they'll. I wonder if they'll do a f- like follow the same story of the game. Or they'll create a new one. If they create a new one, I'm worried that they would fuck it up even more. Yeah. But if they do the same story as the game, it's pretty much a spoiler for the whole show, really. We're going to, we're going to know yeah. that the baddie is controlling the goodie, effectively. So there, I wonder if there'll be some kind of double twist around that same concept, Yeah, perhaps. Like, you'll think that's what it's building to, and then surprise, it's actually something else. Mm. Well, we'll have to wait and see, I guess, what Netflix does. I mean, Netflix has already cancelled Resident Evil. I've not seen it yet. Welcome to Raccoon City, or the I mean, the show. I, yeah, I've seen both the film and the TV show, and I, I'm certainly not surprised they cancelled the show. Which is kind of a shame because I think it had potential, but certainly that first season wasn't the best. Although I did really enjoy the casting of Wesker. I I I really need to watch it because you know how into Resident Evil I am. Um, yeah, but I'm so far behind on everything right now in terms of entertainment. So, um, I'll get to it. I'll get to it eventually. Um, so the PS Five is getting a price increase. In everywhere but the United States. Sorry, Graham. Oh, sorry, I just said in everywhere but the United States, which I think is interesting. Yeah. um, I've been racking my brains over this, and please, one of you, correct me if I'm wrong. I cannot remember another instance in which a console has gone up in price during its generation. No, I can't either. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'm struggling and I don't th- think so. But yeah, it's uh it's the only type the only other thing I can think of is also quite recent when they put the price of the Oculus Quest 2 up. Oh yeah, that's right. Hmm. But it, it is interesting that both Microsoft and Nintendo have said we have absolutely no plans to do the same. Yeah, they have no plans at the moment, no. But it's not surprising that the Switch doesn't have any plans to increase in price because it's, like it or not, I mean, it, it's coming towards the end of its lifespan. So yeah, it would be a weird time for Nintendo to jack up the price, even if they have seen some slight increases in their production costs. Mm-hmm. Mm. because what will happen is whether it's middle of next year end of next year or the beginning of the year after it will be a there'll be a next generation and that will be when they fiddle with their prices yeah not the last year of its lifespan which let's face it is going to be the last year of its lifespan yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I reckon there will be some sort of Switch successor named next year. Um, may, like, to come out the year after, I would reckon. Yeah, I think so too. Um, although, you, you never know. I mean, the Switch is still selling fucking gangbusters. So, anything's possible. Um, couple of, a couple of little negative things if well i guess following on from a previous negative thing i guess if you want to call the price increase that 
Sony are being sued for ripping people off on the online store. If I'm not mistaken, this is to do with um, their selling practices, isn't it? With in terms mm-hmm. of refunds and stuff. I thought this was to do with. I thought this was similar to the whole Apple antitrust thing, where they're charging a percentage on all sales. Oh, it could be that. Uh, I know that Sony's already been in trouble with the the T's and C's thing. Yeah. Um, well, looks like Sony's fucked around and found out. <laughs> um, yeah, but the thing is, I don't think that their practice is particularly any different to that of Nintendo's or Microsoft. So it's odd that this lawsuit is focusing specifically on Sony. I say in a lot of ways, Sony are better than Nintendo for this. Yeah. Oh, you can't get a refund from Nintendo uh, digitally. Yeah, it just precisely. Doesn't, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it says here, so the company imposes a 30% commission from game developers for each game and in-game item they sold by the PlayStation Store. They added that the company's actions caused the increase in prices and this result in customers being overcharged without them being aware of it. But I can't, you know, I think Microsoft and Nintendo stores do exactly the same thing, so it's, it's weird that it, it's calling out Sony specifically when I, I suspect they're all the same. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, exactly. Just wait to see how it Thing all plays is, out. Yeah, I mean, if it falls in the consumer's favour and uh, Sony have to change something, then I, I suspect Microsoft and Nintendo will be forced to follow suit well, anyway. when, the, uh, when the original story came out, I think the story mentioned about people getting a shitload back in refunds as well. Yeah, potentially, because it's a class action lawsuit. So anything, I think it was, and and the current amount is like something ridiculous, like five billion pounds. Yeah. So that that'll be what helps the UK could... through the energy crisis: refunds from Sony. <laughs> yeah, we'll all, we'll all get like twenty pounds back. Our <laughs> yes. Over the last twenty years. Uh, for a new toaster. Great. Um. Uh, well, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, from one fuck around and find out to another fuck around and find out, P-Cube have been accused by an indie developer of withholding funding and also misappropriating funding. Mm. Um, They've actually been accused by two indie developers. Yes, yes, I think it has yes. been. And have they responded um, at all? I don't think I've seen anything about they it. They have. They have responded. Uh, their respond was very milk toast and non-committal, um, mm. which you'd expect. Um, they basically deny any wrongdoing, um, which... Well, of course, they're not going to admit wrongdoing. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but, like, even if, even if, like, a small percentage of what the... Um, the first letter that was posted is true, then that's that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. Um, my understanding is that they got some kind of a grant that they were supposed to pay to the indie developers from minority backgrounds or something along those lines, and then they've basically withheld that funding from that indie developer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah not great yeah that's my understanding as well um it's like regardless of whether that's done maliciously or whether that's done accidentally that's still not a good look um and yeah it's yeah it's not great not great um and i didn't even know about the second developer i only knew about the first one so the second one, I believe, only came out today as of the date of recording. Oh, fun. Fun, fun, fun. Glad to see they've got their hands full over at PQ. Um, mm-hmm. But and I, I'm, I'm glad this is... I, I'm glad this is in, just, just for my benefit. New voice of cards game! I... <laughs> <laughs> Three games in a year. It's an impressive pace. Oh, my God, it really is. Um, but really, the amount of work that's needed 
isn't that big to be honest no they've got the engine in place they need to come up with a story uh some new card designs and spells and things i mean i make it sound really simple and it's probably not that simple but (laughs) it's probably less complicated a lot less complicated to make this than almost any other kind of 3d based action game or two you know even 2d platformer games because it's here's i don't know 300 cards you have to design and then just the engine lays them out however they need to be laid out yeah um i mean i'd say what probably one of the biggest pieces of work is the voiceover because it's because it's all narrated by like a game by by a person who refers to themselves as the game master um so I, I watched the trailer very briefly. Am I right in thinking that the game master in this is female? Yes, we have a female game master in the third game, which we didn't have in the previous two games, which I'm sure is upsetting people somewhere. Um, Probably. Um, I mean, not, not, that, not that I'm upset because it's a female, but I do remember that, and I'm not upset at all, really, but I do remember from watching your streams, the, the male voiceover narrator was had something very soothing about his voice my God, that I quite enjoyed. So I hope they... I hope that this new voice actor is able to recapture that. <laughs> he what? He had one of the most silken voices I've ever heard committed to recording. Oh, he was bliss to listen to that man. Um, I mean, I got through two games of it, so yeah. Was it the same with both? Because I don't remember a lot about the second game. I, was it the same person? No, I think the second one had a younger man as the voice oh, okay because the first game was an older man definitely um and the second white game had a younger voice so yeah um i oh, just i i love this series so much um in the short space of time that it, it's existed yeah and i would i would absolutely love once they're finished releasing games in this series just release them all physically in like a bundle, I'd I'd buy them again, happily. That would be quite cool, like a nice little collector's edition with some, like collectible cards or something. Yeah, fuck it, do that. Thanks. I'll have that Square Enix. Thank you. Don't care how much it is. Um, but that that's it for the news this week. So should we do some Game Pass gamble? I think we probably should. Yeah. So you uh you went away a couple of weeks ago, Reuben. To play Power Wash Simulator, as as suggested by Graham. I thought it was a so great suggestion. I like the game. <laughs> that took you a while to give it. Uh, yeah, but uh, there is something tremendously satisfying about the game in general Mm -hmm. it is there's something tremendously satisfying about power washing in general and i think i think it's the effort to reward ratio (laughs) yes like you put in almost no effort to power wash something but it comes out so clean yeah and there is there is something really gratifying about starting a new level and everything just being fucking filthy and then Spending however long um, cleaning it and like getting on top of it and underneath it and everything and power washing it all over. And then you finish the level and it shows you at the in the kind of end of level kind of card a little time lapse video oh, of it? how you did it. That's cool. That's quite cool. Um, and that is because like some of these things like as i said before we started recording the first night i started playing this game i was playing it till 4am um <laughs> and 
that hyper focused ADHD yeah, brain. Yeah, <laughs> my god. Yeah, it's 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 a curse. Okay, I tell you that. Um, especially seeing as oh my god, cleaning something like that is so good for like keeping focus for me. Um, and watching the time lapse and going, I ha- I do not recall doing things in that order. Um, however, and this is a big however. Not only is it one of the most therapeutic games I've played, it's also one of the most fucking frustrating games I have played. Um, because as you're as you're cleaning, because uh, what what the game does is it um, anything you're cleaning it segments out. So let's just say you're cleaning like one of the levels you're cleaning car, it will have the bonnet, the bumper, the headlight, uh, the the two headlights, the two wing mirrors as separate items to wash. Yeah, and when you have a hundred percent cleaned an item, it will flash white and do a little ding sound. Um, and then from then on, if you do the, there's a button you can press. I think it's right on the uh, on the D pad. It makes everything that's currently dirty temporarily flash yellow, mm-hmm. so you can see things that are dirty. So from that point on, if you've a hundred percent cleaned an item, it won't flash anymore. And sometimes you will have a fucking spot or fucking section <laughs> that you've got Mr. one Bit. little thing to cover. Bringing up the flash doesn't help you find it. And you are literally walking across there or that same area over and over again, spraying water on everything until you just find it by accident. And that's so... Because there's one little pixel of dirt so that you've missed. fucking annoying. Um... And one, and one which comes to mind, I, obviously I'm not spoiling anything by talking about this, but there's a level that's a skate park. And I did the entire fucking skate park. It took me, I could, I could not tell you. I've been playing, I've played this game for hours. Like I know, I know Game Pass, I know Game Pass Gamble, it's like four hours is the kind of minimum. I have played so much more than four hours of this game. Um, but the skate park, I must have spent about 45 minutes walking around the, I think it was the skate park floor, the main floor, which is white. And I was just like, where is this one fucking spot? I know there is one because it's the one thing I've not done. And I must have spent about 45 minutes just walking around, spraying it constantly with water until it finally popped. And I was like, that was not worth it in the end. That just was, it was so, so annoying. Um, but the, but another good thing is once you get down to, once you get down to like, I think it's two or three items left that you've not finished, you'll come up with a little checklist saying which items you've missed, um, which is really useful. Um, apart from when it uses very specific terms that I don't have to, I don't understand and have to Google to know what it is they're talking about. Um You've missed a spot on the gimbal. Yeah, the yeah. I was just like, "What the know. fuck is the gimbal?" Um, <laughs> no, it was like I think it was like eaves. E a oh the eaves like in the in the the roof. Yes, but I didn't know yeah. what they fucking were. So it was just like one of the front eaves needs cleaning. I was like, "What the fuck are the eaves?" <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really. I I think that I think there's there, there there's a story there. I think, but I'm not paying attention to it. I don't care. Um, I'm just I'm just. You just want to get shit. Clean. I'm just cleaning shit. I don't care about anything else. Um, I definitely I definitely enjoy the big cleans more than the little cleans. Um, like because you because you get like cars and bikes and stuff, uh, and, yeah. and vans to clean, but you also get like skate parks and houses and. And stuff like that. I prefer the big cleans because I can just segment them out in my head. And I'm just like, I'll do this part first and then this part and then this part. Yeah. Um, not that, that fucking helps when I've got one speck that I've not fucking washed, but like it it's it's nice to segment it out. Um, but overall, what a game. Seriously. I really enjoyed my time with that game. I'm not quite finished with it. Yes. I am gonna finish all of the all of the cleaning though. How many levels are there? Does it tell you? I do. I do not know. It, you unlock them as you go through. Essentially, the the the, the whole that I the, what I understand of the story is that you have started a power wash 
company. And as you're doing jobs, you gain notoriety, which then gets more people asking you to do work for them. That's the only okay. part of the story I've gathered. And are you only cleaning dirt, or does it like it'd be pretty cool if it's like a hospital and you're cleaning bloods and stuff like that? Just make it dark. Um, dirt, rust, graffiti. Okay. Um. Poop. I think I think that's it. Dirt, rust, and graffiti. Oh, mold. And kind of like algae. Yeah. But like the the variety of things you get to clean are quite astounding. Like it's 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 quite fun. But the thing is, uh, one thing, uh, one real big word of warning. It's very addictive. Seems it's it. Really... it does sound like it. I'm 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 half. I'm so tempted to try it myself. Yeah, I'm it's definitely going to be really it. addictive. I yeah, I would I would thoroughly recommend it. So addictive though. Especially if you start one of the really big cleans, you're just like, I can't leave this halfway through. I have to finish it. Which is why I was up till four. Because you were like, I need to finish this skate park. I think it I, I think it was the skate park actually that I was up until four doing. Um because I was just like, I am not leaving this here. I, I'm determined to find this one this this spot on the floor. Um I I don't think I've ever stayed up until 4am playing a video game, let alone power washing. Not even when you were a kid. <laughs> no. I've I've done I've stayed up till late so oh, many times. I like same. I like going to bed too much. And I know that I'm really cranky the next day if I don't sleep enough. So I just never did. <laughs> Oh, whereas I've just lived on no sleep for like <laughs> for like thirty six years, um, but yeah, that's Power Wash Simulator. Once again, Who I've been chosen so much mileage out of that. Yeah, like once again, I've been picked a game that I actually enjoyed in spite of myself. Good. So, so Mark, it's my turn to choose, right? It is your mm-hmm. turn to choose. Mm-hmm. I am going to pick Ruben's choice. As I've been given a really nice and calm game, or rather a, a chill game. Yeah, yeah. The game that I've elected to choose for you is Life is Strange True Colours. Oh, that's a nice one. Ooh. That is a nice choice. Mm. I... Do you know what? Trust for the hell of it, I am going to gamble. Are you? Even though I do really want to... Even <laughs> though I do really want to play Life is Strange True Colors. Wow, okay. Um... Well, I've not picked anything bad, but it's cute and silly and daft, and you can probably finish okay. it in five minutes. I've picked Skatebirds. You've picked, sorry, what? Skatebirds. Skatebird, okay. Have you never heard of it? Is you... is that the one where you play a skateboarding bird? Yeah, clue's in the name. <laughs> I mean, the clue is in the name, yes. Yes. It looks... Cute and silly and charming. Oh, actually, it, it didn't review very well, I, so I, maybe it's this, shit. Was this, a, was this originally shown in, like, an Nintendo It was, I think Direct. so. Yeah, I think it was, like, an indie world presentation or something like that. Okay, I am playing Skatebird. Are you regretting switching now? <laughs> no, no. I didn't know what to expect. That's that's the uh, that's the whole point of the the gamble, though, right? Yeah. So but I figured. I think I figured. I didn't want to just always go with the first choice just because it sounded like the easy way out. <laughs> 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 like I, I was reasonably certain. Like I knew I would like Life is Strange True Colors, and so that's why I wanted to gamble. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, so tra- so trading so so trading something that you know you'd enjoy for something that may be a bit more off the beaten track for yeah. you. 
Yeah, exactly. Because I have, although I haven't played Life is Strange True Colors, I have played other games of the Life is Strange. Mm. So you kind of know what you're getting, where Escape Bird, you have no idea. And yeah, and see, secretly, I just want to play bad games because it's kind of more fun. I mean, I'm sure between me and Ruben, we can we can find a couple of really terrible games for you to play when it's your turn to choose next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I, I will be on that. So, tune in next episode for Mark's thoughts on Skatebird. And that's that's it for Game Boss Gamble, and that's it for the episode as well. Oof, this was a this was a chonky one. It was a longer episode, but you know we had a lot to get through. True, we didn't go that 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 far, that much over. No, um, but yeah, as I said, um, please join us for the next episode where you get Mark's thoughts on Skatebird uh, and more news. Hopefully, I hope we get more news. Well, ru- rumors of a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, so crossed. Yeah, so if there's the Nintendo Direct, you'll hear about that. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to us, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.